Hey guys, this is Tony with Inner Geek Designs. Today I'm back with another Inner Geek podcast. Today, freelance designer episode. I want to talk to, or sorry, I want to talk about presenting work to clients. This is something that uh, designers have to do, especially freelancers. Um, it can kind of scare some people. You know, designers think that you just kind of send your work out, they give feedback. Um, and then you walk away. Uh, you can do that. And then obviously you'll probably do it your first couple clients. Um, <clears throat> the thing is, though, this might be hurting your potential feedback loop. This might hurt your uh, what you think might be the more solid work. If you present your work, um, you have a better chance of improving that relationship with that client. That client seeing you as a... Uh, thought leader, a, a, I'm trying to think of the word, uh, as the go-to person, as a better designer, because you can present your work, you can sit there and stand in front of them and say, hey, this is what we have done, this is why we did it, um, and this is why we think it works, blah, 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 um, <clears throat> but there, there's, today there's multiple ways of presenting to clients. You can do it in person, you can do it video call, you can send your slides to the email and have them flip through it. You could do a video and send it to them. There's multiple ways you can do this. Um, that's kind of what I want to talk about today. First of all, if you're a freelance designer, you have to get comfortable with this idea. You have to get over this fear of presenting. Um, because as you get bigger clients, they're going to require this. They want to see you in person. They want to see your talking about their your work um i've learned something over my 20 something 28 years i forget how old i am 28 years of being alive that if you're not passionate about something you're not confident about talking about something this this goes for design this goes for business this goes for whatever if you're not confident about it if you're not passionate about it people aren't going to buy in it that you are the person to work with um <clears throat> There's such thing as high energy and passion. Um, they're two different things. High energy, you're you're close to passion, but you don't have. I don't even know how to explain it. There's a clear difference. Um, and I, I haven't found the right words to talk about this topic yet between the two, but there is a difference. You want to be passionate, not high energy. High energy can kind of seem over the top or fake, um, but that kind of derailed let's get into today's topic and let's uh talk about this so like all pot or yeah all podcasts it's in-house and freelancer i want to talk about what i've been doing as a freelancer designer this week um so i've been working on this logo for a nonprofit. um they're centered around autism they bring awareness to autism and how to deal with it and how to be a kid and talk about it and i think that's something super sick like i am a huge supporter of autism autism awareness um and trying to find a cure for etc all that stuff i love it um when i was a kid i grew up in a smaller town honestly a small town um and we had uh two autistic kids that were deaf on top of that um no one used to play with them. People used to make fun of them. Um, I was the only one that used to play with them. I stood up for them. Got my ass kicked for that. But 
Um, it's something I've always had a passion about. I don't see any difference with those people. They're just people. Um, we had a neighbor that had a daughter that had autism also. She's doing great now. She's doing, a, I think she's doing a pampered chef or whatever that chef, uh, uh, whatever that chef thing is that you bring it to people's houses and they buy stuff. She's doing that. I mean, that's that's great. The fact that people are willing to accept these people is great. Um, so I'm always willing to support companies that are willing to do that. So I had them doing this logo for them. Um, it's lower than my standard price, but it's something I'm passionate about. It's something that I I honestly want my portfolio to say, hey, this is something that I was super passionate about. Here's the work for it. Um, and hopefully down the road as their company grows, I'll continue to work with them. And there will be a return on the investment money-wise. But right now, I'm getting a return on the investment on what the company stands for. Um, sometimes there's these things that... You know, as designers, we're emotional um, that we can get over emotional about and kind of, um, you know, I'm trying to figure out the words. You know, your gut, like this is something that I need in my portfolio for a standard of what kind of person I am. Um, and I think every designer needs a nonprofit in their portfolio so they can say these are the things that I stand behind as a person, as a designer, especially as a freelance designer. So people can say, OK, well, this is a person I can align with as a business and as a what their beliefs are. Um, maybe not go completely over the board. Um, and sometimes you'll have to cross the line of other what you don't believe in um, just to, you know, pay the bills. Always happens as a freelance designer. Sometimes you just got to take work in just to make sure that you're paying the bills. Um, also, I got some work coming down the pipeline. Uh, I got a streamer that wants two logos for one for his channel, one for his community. Um, but then I also got a... Uh, talking with another streamer to do alerts. Those should be coming down the pipeline soon. Those will be uh, good jobs to have, good good work to do. And honestly, if you haven't followed me on Twitch yet and watching me on Twitch, I've been doing a lot of this work on there where you can see the whole process behind this. I've even started doing the point where I am showing the thumbnailing process, the brainstorming process, and then going to the computer to do the whole end process. Um, so if you think that's going to be helpful for you to see that whole process go down, um, you can follow me twitch.tv slash inner geek designs. It's a little plug, um, but there'll be stuff there for you to see. Um, I'm starting to look into other options for printing shirts, possibly, probably, most likely bringing it in-house. Um, I've used Redbubble for years now. They're good. I get money monthly just because of the reach of that website but bigger margins are always nicer i'm not gonna lie i would have huge margins with what i would be doing um and it wouldn't take me much to recoup what i'd pay up front for all the equipment and all the materials so there's that um But on top of that, I've had my work taken down on Redbubble. Um, just because Redbubble doesn't want to stand up to the companies. I mean, <clears throat> the amount of margins I'm making, the amount of money I'm making off these shirts isn't much. But if my margins were higher, it would be be a sizable amount of income. Um, so I'm going to bring it back in-house. I'm going <clears> to <throat> look at some printing options right now. I'm looking at uh, heat transfers to see how that will work. See if I can get good quality heat transfers. See how long that will work, how long those 
designs will last. Um, looking at direct garment, that's a little bit more expensive, but a higher quality. So I'm going to have to kind of figure out what's the best option, the best plan of attack. I could also go to screen printing if needed. Um, so we're looking at that, seeing what that's going to do. <clears throat> I'm in client hunting about two hours a week, or two hours a night, sorry, before bed. Um, and I'm thinking I'm going to need to figure out a different way of client hunting. Or not a different way, a different tactic, a different pitch. Um, on my page for content creators, I already took the prices off the logos. Um, the prices on the logo pay or, or on there was to steer away people who were <clears throat> not in my price range. And did that perfectly fine. But it also steered away the people that were maybe just a little bit lower than my price. So I couldn't talk with them about, hey, well, let's see, let's see, um, your your couple your twenty, thirty, forty dollars short. If you can come up like maybe ten dollars more, we can work. That type of thing. Um, it's it wasn't doing exactly what I needed. Um also work on my my pitch, maybe figuring out more different types of people I can reach out to. Um, so that's still a thing. Just It's been a lot of client hunting, maybe a little bit too much and not enough return. So I need to tweak that pitch to make sure I'm getting more clients. And this is something you're always going to have to figure out as a freelancer. You're going to need to figure out your pitch, narrow it down, make it better, make it work right. Um, but I would be doing more, but I've been... This move has been taking up a lot of my time, a lot more of my time than I thought it would. So once that's done, hopefully have more free time. So let's get into today's topic. How do you present as an in or as a freelance designer? Well, let's talk about the ways you could present first. Let's get those out of the way before we get in the nitty gritty of what you should be presenting, how you should be presenting, all that stuff. What are the ways you could present today? You could email, you could voice call, you could do it in person. You could send a video of the recording of you presenting it. Those are the four ways I've seen it done. Let's go through effectiveness first. Email is the worst. Let's just get that out of the, sh the gate. If you email something to a client asking for feedback, um, that's that important as a pres presentation of work. Uh, there's a couple things that happen. One, you've given the client time to think about their work. You've given them time to bounce their your work off of other people. These may not sound like bad things, but they can sway a client into maybe a wrong direction. And you don't have the time or the... What's the right word? You don't have the right instant access to shield them from those bad ideas. Um, so let's say you send an email. You give them a deadline of a week. I want all feedback by a week. Okay, that's fine. Um, they come back within a week. But now they have 20 things that you didn't even want feedback on. That might be on your fault. You might not said, well, I'm not looking for that feedback. But regardless, you're going to get that type of feedback. But you've seen that they're going in a different direction than what you originally planned. 
Why is that? Well, even if you've written in an email, this is the direction we want to go. This is why, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, blah, 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 blah. You don't have that two-way communication to bounce off what they're thinking, what you're thinking, and how to move forward. Um, so email is just ineffective overall to do a presentation. Sending a video call or uh, sending a video recording isn't bad. It's not not a bad idea. Um, it has some pitfalls like email does, but I think it, it, it fixes a lot of the issues that um, email has. Like they can understand exactly what you're talking about. They can't mute any. Well, they could mute you and not listen to you, but many are not. Um, this is also a great option if you're an introvert or if you're not 100% comfortable yet presenting. Do this recording method and get comfortable with using terms and talking about your design. Because um, you can always pause, you could always edit, you can always redo until you get it right. Um, maybe this is a good option for people starting out. Maybe this is a good option for people that aren't comfortable presenting yet in front of people. Um, but yeah, I think this is a good option. Sorry, I had to get something to drink. Video call. Video call is a really good option. Um, if you're not comfortable person to person, video call is a good option. You get that two-way feedback you need. Um, you get to hear exactly what they're thinking about with, uh, with the benefits of in-person that we'll get to. Um, but you don't have to be there. This is a good option. Like, say if you are starting out freelance designer, you don't have enough money to travel. But you have clients on the opposite side of the country. You have clients a couple states away, different time zones, etc. You can do a video call and still be there in somewhat of a person. Um, there's, there's certain things about doing video calls in person, especially if you're doing a video call with the webcam. People like seeing the face to a name, to the artwork, to the design, that they can say, this person designed it. Okay, I gotcha. They can see the passion when you're talking about the work. Um, you can have a two-way conversation about stuff, and it allows them to understand where you're coming from, you understand what their concerns are, you know where to meet in the middle, and you can walk away with more understanding. Um, let's just give an example about how this would work. So say you're doing this, you, you're doing a logo design. You say, hey, here's the logo. Here's the first uh, comp. This will communicate with your clients or your customers. These colors give you these understandings of, you know, respect, authority, blah, blah, blah. Um, the font makes you seem like a structured company. Blah, 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 blah. Client will come back. Well, I like the first one, but the first one seemed a little weak. What can we do to strengthen it? Um, you can come back. Well, why do you think it needs to be strengthened? Blah, blah, blah. You can keep going back and forth. Without having to have emails in the way, that can go a lot faster. You can get a lot instant feedback, and you can move the dial a lot quicker. Um, and it's the same thing with in-person. In-person, I think, is the best one. If you can do in-person, do it, um, no matter what. Uh, you'll have 
the most intimate relationship that way. You'll be one-on-one with the person or one-on with the board or one-on with the group. Um, And you'll have a better understanding of what their issues are. Uh, People will have less hesitation about giving feedback that way. And honestly, sometimes it's best just to log a client in the room till you get what you need and then you can walk out. Sounds awful, but sometimes it's needed. Um, So now that's out of the way, um, I'd like to go through what what my way of presenting is. There's a lot of schools of thought when it comes to presenting design. Um, this is just what I found out that works for me. Um, so say you're presenting work. Let's do a logo. Logo is easy for everyone to understand. It's easy to grasp. It's easy to take these, these uh, principles and apply them to other things. Let's say you are designing a logo. Well, how would you des- how would you present that? Well, first you do a title slide. You do a slide that just has the company's name, logo design, and any other flair that you want. But this is a blank slide. Nothing on it, nothing fancy. Um, next slide, you say you have, I forget, you could call it many things, uh, logo mood, logo ideas, logo uh, uh, logo elements, logo personality, but these are just three to five bullets of adjectives, of descriptive words that you, with your initial call of the client, understand that this is what the client was looking for. They were looking for something that was aggressive, that was modern, that was uh, bold, that was authoritative, all these words that clients will give you. Those are what you say. You say, this is what you guys were looking for. This is what you wanted. And then you go through each bullet point. You say, you want an aggressive logo because you have been in a company that has been growing rapidly and you want to show that. You're authoritative because you have been growing so fast that you are the new authority and the older companies are no longer. So you go through those so that they remember, yeah, I said these at one point. And then you go through your colors. You only have one side of colors. You don't give clients multiple color options. Um, this is because colors are something that are so emotional. Different color combinations can give client or a, a logo or a design something so different on emotion that it can be hard for a client to pick. So you have to narrow it down to one. You might have to start bouncing off people to figure out which one's the right one. You might have to just go with your gut. You might have to just go and swing it and figure out a way to promote this. But you're going to go through the colors. <clears throat> when you do colors, always give your colors names. Don't just say orange, blue, red, green. Give them different names. Give them names that are related to their industry. So for this autistic logo, um, I did... I came up with color names that are related to the related to autistic teaching, autistic. Um, I'm trying autistic. What's the right word I'm looking for? Uh, terminology. Um, this was a way to connect it with their their 
end users, the people they're trying to help, but it also gave them a reason to care about these colors. These colors mean something. Um, I did a logo for a streamer. He was heavying the Destiny community. Each one of his colors were named after one of the classes. There was a Titan Blue, there was Warlock Blue, and there was Hunter Blue. Uh, I didn't call them blue, I just called them Titan, Warlock, Hunter. These are your three colors that work all together. Uh, and that was something that he could click with. So when he asked for something later on down the road, he said, hey, I want that in Titan. I want that in Hunter. I want that in Warlock. Um, this is something you should think about doing. Um, and when you do that, you do just do blocked colors all the way to the top and bottom of the slides, however many you have. I say have a minimum of three colors up to five to show that you have a full system ready to go. These are accent colors that you can use in other works. Um, but you just do that. You lay it out as nice as you can. Maybe have some hex code, your RGB, CMYK information, so people know that like these are legit colors. These are all the informations on them. I give it this day after. Um, after you go through that, now you start showing off your logo. This is how I've done it. This is how I've been doing it, and how it seems to work. After the color slide, you do one slide. It has the full color logo centered on a white background. That's it. You say, here's this first logo. This is a pretty good logo. Uh, this is what it does. This is how it helps you. This is, and when you're talking about the logo, you go back and you relate to that second slide you talked about. This logo helps you show that you're aggressive because of the jagged lines, the boldness of those lines. It also shows authority because of the colors and the way they balance with each other. So you're relating to what you just talked about and showing your work. After that, you split the side in middle, one side black, one side white. Show it in black and white. Um, this shows that you thought about how it will look in a format that might require one color. Um, after that, show the logo in each of the colors. Just solid, one colored, each of the colors. This allows them to see what the logo might look like in a printed format that requires one color, like a, let's see, you know, you might have a t-shirt, you might just be doing for a marathon or something that you need to be worried about color. Um, that's a good case for that. Um, and then after that, you show standard business environments, you know, business cards, letterheads, you show mock-ups this way so they can see the logo in real world. Uh, you show them what they would see it in their everyday. So this is going to be dependent on the company. Um, if it's a standard B2B business, you know, you're going to do business cards, you're going to do letterheads, envelopes, your standard stationaries. But maybe you do something a little bit different like uh, social media. You show them what's going to look like on there. You're going to show them what's going to look like on their website. Um, you're going to show them what's going to look like wherever you can think. Uh, this is kind of a little bit of a thing that you might want to do at the first phone call. You know, tell them if you're doing a logo, where where would you see this being used mostly? You get those kind of early and you kind of throw them in this presentation. It makes them realize that they you were actually listening the entire time on that call. A little bit tidbit, but kind of helps in the long run. Um, after this, you show some mock-ups of some things that they might not be using. Well, what would this be? This would be your collateral section, your... 
t-shirts, your polos, your hats, your backpacks, stuff that they're not using. This is ambitious stuff. This is stuff that gets them drooling. This gets them thinking, oh shit, I can have this on this. I can have this on that. Man, that looks really good. Um, you can do one to two of these slides just to kind of get them going, get them feel, get them understand, man, this looks really good on everything. Um, after that, you end with the first slide that you started with, the white background, full color logo. Just say, hey, remember this logo. It's a really good logo. Then you do the same thing with the second one. You do the same thing with the third one. Only give a client three options of no matter what you're designing. Why three? Three is because they can get rid of one easily. Now they're down to picking a two. Um, when they're picking a two, they're going to always have one favorite. Um, and this could go multiple ways in the room. Um, it could be, well, we really like this one. This is the one we're sold on. Go with this. Or it could be, you know, we're kind of leaning towards this one, but we want to change some things. And that's okay, because as a designer or as a freelance designer, you should have, um, what are we calling them again? Uh, alterations in your budget. And you make your alterations, all that stuff. <clears throat> but no matter however this goes, there's one slide you do not want to put in this or have, maybe have ready but not show it, which is all three on one slide. This, this can lead to mixed results, man. I'm not going to lie. Maybe sometimes it'll work. It'll get their, their juices going and understanding, but sometimes it just won't work. Um, you need to show one at a time so they're not getting swayed by the other designs. Um, but once you get this done, there's not much else you can do. Um, there is one thing I want you to do after you get to this point. You want to say, does whatever design you really like fit this description best? And that's when you go back to that second slide of those descriptive words. Um, this is because you will give them understanding and clarity that you are trying to get back to those those guidelines that they put in place. You have to remember those are their, their words, um, not yours. And also, no matter what feedback you get, at the end, when everyone's about to leave, say, hey, one more thing. I just want to go through everything we said just to make sure it's clear. Go through everything that they said. Say, hey, this is what you said. Are you sure these are what you want? After you get a verbal yes, you say, okay, I'll email this discussion back just to double check. A couple days later go by. I would say no more than two. You send all those comments back. Say, hey, this is what we just discussed. After having some time to think about it, are you sure this is what you want to go through with? Um, this is something huge. This is something that not many designers are doing. Um, I don't know why. Maybe it's because it's not taught in school. Maybe it's because designers are scared of presenting. Um, but this is what's going to change or differentiate you from the little guys to the big guys. The big, the small guys will just send artwork out, say, hey, here's my artwork. Here's the comments I'm looking back for. And I have to shift through back a crap ton of comments. And, uh, and then 
just keep doing that. Um, this is a way to stand out, way to get instant feedback, way to get correct feedback. Um, but guys, I hope this one helped you. I hope you learned something here. Um, if you want to talk more about this, if I didn't explain anything well, or if you got any more comments or questions about this, um, if you're on Anchor, just give me a call and we can do a Q&A show and get that solved for you. But if you're not, if you're listening somewhere else, you can hit me up on Twitter or Instagram on my DMs that are always open and uh, we can go from there and figure out how to help you. Um, but yeah, I hope this one helped you guys. Presenting is really something that freelance designers need to do better on. And, uh, yeah, I'll see you guys in the next one. Um, I might be posting an episode Wednesday. I might just do a rant video because I got some things I need to rant about. Um, but yeah, if not, I'll see you guys Saturday with the in-house design podcast and, uh, see you guys next one. Bye.